Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Episode 568, Sandy. Our biggest show ever. Yes. If you live in the New York metropolitan area, you may have heard a few days ago there was reports of an active shooter at the American Dream Mall, formerly known as Xanadu, formerly known as the $5 the billion biggest, dollar the tax donation. Taken over since Cleveland. <laughs> so it's, it's funny because when it happened, uh, the 22 League was going on, and a few of us were talking about it, and Luno Cito says, he goes, A, I'm not surprised there was an active shooter. He goes, B, what I am surprised about is that there was anybody in the mall. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. What, a, what an albatross. If you're not from the New York metro area, it is this giant abortion. I, I don't even know what else to call it. It is... It is a horrific whoever does whoever the architect or architects were, and I'm using that phrase very loosely, in that should probably be jailed and have their licenses removed. Yeah, but taxpayer money paid for oh, it. Of course it did, yeah. So because it's gonna shovel ready jobs yeah. and it's gonna create a minimum wage retail jobs. We need this. And Hoffa's buried below it, so yeah. you really have to keep we, something on top of it. We need this, and we need you all to subsidize yes, it and right. pay for it, exactly like Atlantic right. City yep. and so many other failed things. But, but our Atlantic leaders City got failed. The votes. How could you possibly say that? Well, it really didn't because White House subs is still there. Yeah. Oh, so oh as, yeah, that's true. Yeah, as White long House as White House subs is still in Atlantic City, Atlantic City has not fallen, ladies uh, and gentlemen. It's, well, it's difficult to get to White House subs. <laughs> Without an armed uh, escort. but You know, uh, they have one in the casinos now. Do they really? Yeah, there's a White House sub in one of the casinos because the neighborhood White House Inn is still a little sketchy. Yeah, it's but, a little uh, sketchy. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, so we're going to – the learning segment today is going to be civilian response to an active shooter while unarmed. Um, I think it's uh, very apropos that we should discuss that again. That's in my book, by the way, uh, page 265. So we'll go over that a little later. If anybody caught the press conference this week, oh, that was sad. Oh, it's it, it really is elder I, abuse. I didn't I didn't catch it, but you uh, you sent me the link to it, and I watched it this morning, and it, it was just he was just so lost and confused, just standing there, just Obama lost and confused. Obama, <laughs> right? Obama. He kept t- tapping him on the shoulder, and Obama kept ignoring him. And did you see? He literally pushed him away. Yep. Yep, everybody came off the podium after they signed a new tax component to, uh, you know, if you want your doctor, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Lie. Um, As soon as it broke, everybody rushed to Obama. Right. And, uh, you know, rumor has it Obama visited the uh, White House because he got tired of working remotely. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's been running things for so long. He's been running things forever. And and listen. Whoever's running Obama has been running things, and yeah. Obama needed the spotlight yet again. And, and listen, if you Google charisma, Obama comes up in the top five. And so he has the charisma, and he's still the leader of the Democratic Party. So lo and behold, it, there's no 
there's no surprise that everybody huddled around him. But the problem is this is the first time I've ever seen a record where, you know, what supposedly is the most powerful man in the world, the leader of the free world, is supposed to command all the respect when he walks in the room. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, and he didn't. And then he was walking around like aimlessly. I don't know if you saw it. Everybody oh, went yeah. left and he went right. Yeah, he and he was walking wandering. around like he didn't even know what room he was in. No, and mumbling. Wandering and mumbling. He was just, you could see his lips moving. I, I don't It's uh, it's, it's elder abuse, ladies and gentlemen. It, really it is, is definitely elder hey, abuse. Hey, listen, I uh, apologize to all the listeners for the construction noise, but we are still in the midst of tearing apart... Um, whatever it is we're tearing apart. But uh, uh, enjoy enjoy the sounds of construction. I kind of like it. Yeah, I kind of like it. So liberal heads exploding all over the country, especially in Silicon Valley, because Elon Musk bought 9.2% of Twitter. He is now the largest single shareholder of Twitter. Jack Dorsey, the dirty hippie, only owns 2.5% of Twitter. <laughs> And uh, they're freaking out. Employees are threatening to quit Good. because he might actually bring free speech to Twitter. And the moderators can't have that. It's amazing how the left has gone from loving him to hating him overnight. Yes. You know, he was the he was the he was the poster boy for the left for a very, very long time. I all of my liberal um, millennial relatives loved him and look i really admire the guy um he's I, only worth 288 billion right i mean and, and again it's just a testament to here's a guy with asperger's yep. who um like you know so many things that we were years ago used to consider treatable issues because people were different than the rest of of society they didn't comply with that um, you know, like you and I had the same issues growing up where we didn't think like the rest of the class and we didn't fit nope. in with the rest of the class. And, and uh, you know, if, if you had ADD, you know, me, I've got <laughs> I'm riddled with ADD. <clears throat> and I have uh, TB too, twin bellies. Tw twin bellies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he's, I mean, he's really, uh, you know, you can see what, what power there is uh, when you've got uh, people who can um, not control but harness the power of those differences and uh, made, a, made quite a difference. So, of course, less than 36 hours after he announced the stake and he got the board seat, mm. Twitter employees and the entire legacy media he is racist, sexist, misogynist, anti-trans, and a Nazi. Yeah, just you know, try you know, pull it off the shelf and run down the list. You know, so Substack, which is uh, which touts itself as this last bastion of free speech, where you know writers can be on there, and we're going to talk about that later a little more. But Substack. Uh, <laughs> this woman, Lulu Cheng, works for Substack. She wrote, Substack is hiring. If you're a Twitter employee who's considering resigning because you're worried about Elon Musk pushing for less regulated speech, please do not apply for a job here. <laughs> because what they're 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 worried that he's going to take away their moderation powers, which is their censorship. Oh, powers. I see. Yeah. That's that's what it comes down to. We can't have that because they're moderating everything to protect us. 
Well, you see, uh, have you noticed that Obama, in addition to this nonsense that he's dealing with his, uh, you know, with, with, with Obamacare, has been uh, coming out and attending and moderating a lot of the so-called uh, free speech, uh, you know, the, mis the campaign on misinformation and disinformation. Um, and you wonder why, what's backing this? Um, when you when you look at all the bullshit that's going on with the, the this war in Ukraine and all the the propaganda that's being fed to us from every conceivable angle, all the propaganda that was fed to us during the past two years, uh, when you recalculate and recalculate causes of death uh, based on different metrics in order to to uh, to manipulate numbers. Uh, for your own gain. Obama was the author of the bill that passed in the middle of the night during the summer uh, that made it legal for the first time since FDR to use propaganda against the American public. And very few people know that. So why uh, is this this and this guy? We've said for how many years now that this guy he's merely a puppet. He came out of nowhere, mm -hmm. and it was placed in the presidency by whom we'll probably never know. But they're still in control because it's a committee that's obviously Joe ain't home. <laughs> so, uh, but why? I, I mean, did you any thoughts on that? Why, why he's come out now? Um, you know, for this misinformation, disinformation uh, bullshit, and and everything's going on with Twitter. It's it's all it's all locked in there somewhere, and I just can't I can't seem to figure it out. You you think it's to stave off the November elections, make it look like there's an attempt to open platform free speech or whatever? You think maybe a little bit or no? I don't know. I, and you know, and, and again, what was all of the? You know, when you take a look at the pandemic numbers. Um, you know, when we went over to Italy, when Italy was counting wrong, they were counting deaths with COVID versus deaths from COVID. Yes. Um, and we went over in, in the beginning and said, you know, our CDC went over in the beginning and said, oh, no, this is wrong. You're, you're doing this all wrong. Then we came back and adopted the same principles and the same metrics over here just before an election, uh, which made it. You know, uh, we were able to then usher in mail-in voting and all of the things that we had never done before. I, I don't know if there's any kind of connection. I just it'll it'll rear its ugly head. Don't worry. Hmm. Don't worry. I don't know. Um, speaking about rearing its ugly head, remember last week, uh, Roe Boy sent me in about uh, they're going to start grooming our kids in New Jersey with education. Yeah. Well, more of it leaked and it's been confirmed. It starts September of 22, kindergarten till second grade. Uh, we're going to start teaching kids about gender identities and gender role stereotypes. And uh, gender identity is that feeling of knowing your gender. You might feel like you were a boy. You might feel like you're a girl. The lesson plan states you might feel like a boy, even if you have the body parts of some people tell you are girl parts. Mm 
I felt some like a fire tell truck you. when I was in kindergarten, too. Yes. And you might not feel like you're a boy or a girl, but you're a little bit of both. No matter how you feel, you're perfectly normal. And they will be discussing butt sex and everything. Oh. They draw a picture of a butt and everything. So the left is now... And I'm this gonna, is where kinder, this is kindergarten? Kindergarten to second grade. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, this starts in September. Again, now, I'm going to start calling all of the radical people on the left. You are all groomers now because you're trying to normalize this stuff. Okay? I mean, isn't this uh, borderline pedophile? Oh, that's what it's all about, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, we were isn't headed it? down that road from for a very long time, I think. Uh, you know, direct students to, to attention to a PowerPoint where you have displayed the male body and female body with a bathing suit, explaining that during the summer when some people go swimming, people generally wear bathing suits to cover their genitals. Explain that when we wash our bodies and we go to the doctor for checkup, it's important to know what our body parts are and how to keep them healthy. Most girls have a vulva. Most, most girls. Most of them? Most. Most. No, most. Okay. Most. So this is the grooming bill. Anthony Grano called me up about this. I had sent them the link uh, because it wasn't public yet. We, 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 uh, we pretty much unleashed it first, and uh, then it went mainstream. Save Jersey got it. Breitbart got it. Fox News got it. So the grooming bill, uh, the grooming law starts September of 22. So parents, maybe you start want to start running for school board. Maybe you want to start running yeah. for some lower uh, offices and uh, local offices in your towns and counties because this is the direction it's going it seems like the teachers besides being infiltrated by the radical left are now tr being infiltrated infiltrated by groomers yeah it appears to be doesn't it <clears throat> uh yeah and of course uh the um the jack-o-lantern on crystal meth just went back <laughs> on <laughs> it's true it's true it's true <laughs> it lawmakers on both sides of the aisle Fake, fake outrage, fake outrage, uh, are upset because Murphy is taking $3 billion in unspent federal corona relief money and using it for the state's budget because our budget is not sustainable. He made an agreement with the legislators last year that he would give them back some of the executive powers he took. But he and he wouldn't use the money, the money that could be used for like rainy day funds or, you know, uh, to have a little extra money laying around. Yeah. Well, there's so many socialist programs and so much free stuff being doled out that he's taking three billion from uh, uh, the money that Trump, the Trump administration had given him. And he's going to use it towards the budget rather than trying to generate economic activity or cut costs and spending somewhere where people are moving out, you know, second to New York and California right behind us. Of course, he's blaming it on inflation that was caused during COVID and the Trump administration. <laughs> well, look, in, in a sense, he's got He's got a very shred of truth in there, right? Uh, in yeah. the sense that you can't give out all that money with no place to buy, you know, um, it, with no all the money in the world and nothing to spend it on, and not expect for inflation to skyrocket. You just can't do that, and yet that's what we did. There was absolutely no reason for bailouts of $600 a week to people who weren't working, um, you know, who decided that they did not want to work. 
versus those people who actually did lose their jobs and lost their but, lives. But here's what you have to remember. When you have socialists, when you have liberal socialists, communists here, they can't sleep at night knowing they have $3 billion laying around. Oh, of course. They can't have an emergency fund. No, they can't that say, and then some. Let's use it to lower taxes on the working class. No, 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 no. We have to. We'll spend it. We can always. We can always generate more revenue. We have to spend it. They can't sleep at night. They're like crack addicts, Sandy. They're like junkies. <laughs> it's very true. It's They're very like true. a, a jack o' lantern on crystal meth. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're right. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. Oh, by the way, the mass shooting in Sacramento, California, that had the president go up on the podium and say we need more gun control uh, is now it doesn't fit the narrative because it was some minorities and a few gang members that were involved in it. And the head shooter, six people are dead, 12 were wounded, by the way. The head shooter was granted bail in California, oh. and he's out on half a million dollars bail. Six people are dead, and you want to get up on a podium, and you want to tell me that it's the gun's fault, and we need more gun control. Let You, you have this catch-and-release revolving door pr criminal justice system where the criminals just keep coming out. This guy's record, his rap sheet, is a half a mile long, okay? <laughs> and he had an early release program from prison he shouldn't even have been out on the streets already so the victims of that who were some of them were minorities as well too why aren't they as angry as i am that this happened to their friends and their family members why aren't they as angry as i am no we need more gun control gavin newsom between putting hair gel and aquanet on his hair <laughs> and biden between eating freaking lime jello and a pudding pop they both talk that we need more gun control and his insurer. Don't forget the insurer. Oh, his insurer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need something to make me regular. <laughs> I need something to make me regular. So we're not worried about this mass shooting anymore, Sandy. No, we're not. It's not really a mass shooting anymore. Okay. Right, right. He, the man, the the main subject. It was twenty seven years old. And he was out on parole after being released from prison early. And he had a 10-year sentence. He only served four years of the 10-year sentence. But we want to blame the gun. Yep. Okay? He was out six years early and went right back to the life of crime. Six people are dead. Twelve people are wounded so far. Families are broken for life. Yeah. Families are wounded, injured, and broken for life. And nobody cares. Blame the gun. Don't change the focus. Lock them up and throw away the key. Get rid of the electric chair. The electric bleachers, 30 <laughs> at a time. Bring the guillotine back. Bring the firing squad back. Yeah, if the, imagine if the Libs had a firing squad. Now it would be a circular firing squad with the bad guy in the middle. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> here, here. High schooler charged after he and seven-year-old relative bring guns to school. So my question is, this is in New Jersey, my, in Salem City, John Fenwick Academy. Here's my question. How did those children get access to those firearms? Right. So whoever the responsible adults are that those kids live with, they should be in jail right now. Right. Whoever the parents are for those two kids should be in jail because those guns should not have been accessible to those kids because you ignorant bastards, when those kids commit a crime with those guns, we, the law-abiding citizens that lock our shit up and follow the letter of the scary law in a state like New Jersey, we bear the brunt of it. Right. 
Absolutely okay? right. We bear the brunt of it because the elites, they don't care. They don't care. Merrick, uh, uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, who, by the way, you know, he's a retired cop, 20 years. I thought we'd have some hope for him. Every night he's at the Hamilton play, he's at Cirque du Soleil, he's at this Daniel Belude's restaurant or something. So, so he basically got propelled to this elitist level. You know, he already was first tier because he was law enforcement. You know, the law enforcers are the first tier too. Right, right. Uh, and so now he's just like uh, Big Bird de Blasio. The only difference between Adams and de Blasio is Adams gets there on time. Yeah, true. That's okay, right. de Blasio right. was yeah. late, he habitually was late, late. late. Yeah, right. But he has a huge security detail, Adams. He won't. He won't say on record if he carries a gun or not. Okay, because he's a retired cop, he's allowed to carry a gun. Right. If I was him, I'd carry a gun. Damn okay? right. Yeah. Absolutely. Seriously. Sure. I mean, yeah. he he was deputy commissioner of NYPD. He was making two hundred and forty thousand dollars a year. He gets a police pension. He gets a police commissioner pension and now he's going to get the mayor pension when he's done with his four eight twelve sixteen or twenty years whatever he decides to take it is incredible how you can get somebody and and just get to this point and basically become a millionaire and a rock star and all he cares about like if this was the west coast he'd be at the grammys he'd be slapping people at the oscars or you know whatever the hell is going on out there it's just amazing how they just propel themselves up to the next level and they completely forget where they come from well i mean you take <clears throat> take um you know hollywood's um portrayal of uh the police commissioner in say like blue bloods right and here's a guy who has a detail with him, a security detail. He's the police commissioner, and uh, he's a former cop, and he has uh, a 24-hour security detail that follows him everywhere, makes appointments for him, waits uh, a really hot secretary who's a cop, who uh, waits on him hand and foot. And you notice he never eats home other than Sunday dinner. He's always eating in some fancy, fine restaurant, of course, paid for, uh, not by the taxpayers of the city of New York or Chicago or Los Angeles or any of that other stuff, mm. but paid for um, by himself, I'm sure, you know, Which and repeat that everywhere uh, with every politician I've ever known. I, I mean, have you ever, have you ever seen uh, anyone who did not uh, enjoy the juice? N- no. No, I, there's there's something going on in New Jersey right now I really don't want to talk about, but it's the same thing. People get to a level or they're running for office or something, and all of a sudden they think they're entitled to a special treatment, yeah. and they're usually running on a platform that you know they're trying to get rid of people that get special treatment. So uh, right. anyway, it's all the same. So listen to this. This was great. NRA ILA sent this out about the hypocrisy of gun control elites and uh, – they talk about Bloomberg when they ask Bloomberg about how he could be anti-firearm, yet, you know, he has this armed security detail. And they said, does your life matter more than mine or my family's? And his response, in essence, was is that he was not an ordinary person. He was a celebrity and a billionaire who received more death threats than most people. OK, he goes, that's just what happens when you're a mayor of New York City or you are very wealthy. So that's it in a nutshell that he can have protection because he's special. Yeah, right, exactly. And, and the rest of us, well, not so much. We're just douches, right? Uh, and no, seriously, we're just pretty much just douches, right? And uh, Well, we are because we just keep 
all we keep doing is re- just electing these assholes. Yep. I mean, just stop and think of who is sitting in the White House. And stop and think of who is defending him and who elected him and how blind these people have to be. And, and, and who's been president for term after term after term after term? We elect these buffoons who are egotistical maniacs. And then we expect anything different. Did you say buffoons? Because that's one of my favorite words. Yes, buffoon. It's a good word. I love that word. It's not used enough in the English it's language. It's certainly not. There's plenty of them. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And the hypocrisy is is disgusting, you know. I mean, look at this. The, the president of France, Macron, yeah. Emmanuel Macron, Lou Moff sent me this. And uh, he wrote, I am opposed to self-defense, Macron says. Farmer had no right to kill a burglar who broke into his home. <laughs> you hear that? Okay. According to the initial investigation, the farmer fired twice with a large caliber rifle at a group of four burglars, killing one of them. The self-defense shooting took place last Friday. The man was alone with his three-year-old daughter at the time. And Macron said he considers himself to be living in the state of law. Everyone must be safe, and the public authorities have to ensure it, he declared. Mm. But I am opposed to self-defense. It's very clear and undisputable, but otherwise the country becomes the Wild West. And I don't want a country where weapons proliferate and where we consider that it's up to the citizens to defend themselves. (laughs) No, that's somebody else's job. This is France, where they have no-go zones. Right. They have no-go right. zones in France. Right. The postal doesn't deliver. The mail doesn't go there. The hey, police Britain do not no go better. there. What? No, no. It's not better. But they, it's funny how they come out and say the part that they're – the inside thought part. Yeah. They're not supposed to say the inside thought part, right? Right. But now they're just out and saying it. You can't protect yourself. So this farmer with his three-year-old daughter, he's going to be in trouble for killing one of four burglars that broke into his house. Right. Exactly. And the, and the entire populace is going to be behind Macron because they all think like that because they've been trained to think like that. Correct, correct. Just just roll over, just roll over, just roll over. Uh, okay, what do I want to talk about now? You know, so just so you know, uh, the global elites, we talk about this all the time, but how they're just continuing with their great reset and they're continuing to amass massive amounts of money, billions and billions and billions, while the poor are getting poorer. And, you know, Joe Biden, two weeks ago in a speech, said New World Order. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, see, the problem with him is you can't contain him. He just hears something and he blops it out. He doesn't understand what he's talking about. It's good for us. It's bad that we're going to get involved in an international war. Uh, You know, there's two sides to this coin. I like the fact that he just says shit. But then I dislike the fact that he says shit because he said, if, if we go to war, I'm going with you. He said to troops, the U.S. troops that are training in Poland, he's going to go with them. <laughs> do they make uh, anybody out there that served our country? First of all, thank you for your service. But do they make a military uh, depends diaper? <laughs> yes, they do. They uh, do? Yes, of course. It's bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> they'll come up with something for that yeah i'm just curious if you know if they make it depends for our commander-in-chief when he goes forward mm. uh in a firing line and he's going to lead i guess like Patton with his chest out of the tank you know and <laughs> yeah, leading right, leading right, the charge right exactly <laughs> yeah uh there's a lot going on uh, with the uh 
with the Supreme Court right now. You know, we have a new Supreme Court justice who I really feel kind of bad for because she's getting knocked as being the first affirmative action Supreme Court justice, which, you know, when the president says that I want to elect a this and that and everything and nominate and that's what he does, it kind of downplays it because you want to pick somebody solely on their merits, right? When has that ever but happened, though? N- not. It doesn't. But. But let's talk a little bit because she's not going to get sworn in until Breyer retires at the end of this term, which will be uh, the end of June, which is when the the Bruin case is going to drop. And I hear this. So many people from New York and New Jersey do not know, Sandy, what is going on with the Bruin case. How many, you know, listen to my show. Pass it on, please. Okay, so it's it's challenging. Bruin's challenging a law that's been in place since 1908. That requires uh, state residents to first establish proper cause to be granted a concealed carry permit. You can't walk around on the streets carrying a piece without it. The other states that have the same objective may issue laws are New Jersey, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Delaware, California, Maryland, Illinois, and Hawaii. District of Columbia also has a similar law. A few other states, like Rhode Island, are kind of between may issue and sell issue, shell issue. Everywhere else in the nation... Concealed carry permits are shell issue with more and more of the shell issue states eliminating permits altogether. We have 25 or 26 constitutional carry states right now. So this article, by the way, is uh, by Gary Lawson from the uh, SCOTUS blog. Uh, I was reading the, the whole thing. He did a really good dissertation. Um, so right away they're saying that, you know, New Jersey, uh, SCOTUS now with a politicized right-wing majority is expected to strike down New York State's good reason law. This will also immediately nullify the May issue laws of the other states, and we're prepared for it in New Jersey. Two things will result result from this, okay, is uh, that people think there's going to be more uh, gun violence and crime, all right, but it doesn't happen that way. Crime actually goes down in states that issue carry permits because the criminals know that, all right? And uh, most of these states will start to tilt to the right because when people get a taste of their gun rights, they don't want to give them back. And they associate firearms rights with Republicans and firearms anti-rights with Democrats, something I never thought about, Sandy. That's another reason why the Democrats vehemently oppose any type of gun rights for us people because they they think it's going to change our voting pattern. Right. <clears throat> I never really I never really thought about that, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, you so, know, when you've got a polarized this is the problem with the two-party system. When you've got polarization of of issues from one party to the other, everybody doesn't do the right thing simply because they think that the other party's going to win. Correct. And we always need a boogeyman, don't we? Yeah. So, so here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. If you live in New York, anywhere in New York, New York State, New York City, but did the you Bruin- read the rest? Of, did you read the rest of Lawson's article? Yeah, yeah, he's a lib. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it just. I mean, he's saying he, he lived in. He's lived in New Jersey his entire life, and he's never had a gun put to his face, except for. And then he he, he states Newark, Patterson, and Camden. Yeah, uh, you know, he's not referring to any of the cities in the cities in New Jersey because he's again, uh, you know, a a a uh, a libtard who hangs out in um, you, you know. Out in uh, Sussex County or Warren County or or somewhere, uh, you know, Somerset County, someplace that is nice and safe and very, very white. Uh, and uh, so, therefore, everything that happens in his world um, happens everywhere, 
Well, yes. what about the people who live in Patterson and Newark and Camden and Trenton and, and cities like it around the country? Camden, where you can't even walk down the street during the day, where the, where the federal government should probably move in and take over the police force because there is no policing happening in Camden. See, but I like to listen. I like to read the perspective from the people on oh, that absolutely. side. Because and, our and argument is going to be, well, that's what you say, but let's list all of the big cities where people have concealed carry permits already. You know, like Miami and Houston, Texas and Dallas, Texas and Orlando and uh, Panama City and Tampa. And should we go on all of it, all of Georgia, all of North and South right, Carolina right. and Virginia and Virginia Beach? Oh, my God, it's crowded there. You know, uh, we don't hear about the Wild West all the time like this jackass thinks about, you know. But, you know, also from and I'm going to take a different perspective here because I've been listening to radio stations around the country because I am looking for a new new place to live. And thank uh, God you're leaving. I know. Right. And um, many of the uh, states, I'm not going to say which ones, many of the states, the local news every single morning, at least two or three shootings, at least two or three shootings is reported. And I'm saying now, is it because the <clears throat> local city, and I'm putting that in, in you know, in, in air quotes, the local city, which has uh, one city I'm thinking of, Bricktown has twice the uh, Bricktown, New Jersey, has twice the population of this particular city, um, and yet um, it's being covered by a, a, a radio station, which there aren't any radio stations covering, you know, anything in New Jersey. I mean, basically, they're all New York related. And how many shootings happen in New York that we just don't hear about? Period, or in Patterson, or Newark, or any of mm -hmm. these other cities. I think we would we would hide probably in our closets if if we heard what goes on in all the cities um, as if they were if, if if truth was being reported whether it be Asbury Park or or Trenton or any of these cities of all the crime that actually happens if it were reported on the news I don't know whether that's skewing uh, what I'm hearing or not or whether the fact that just you know and, and it is it's not. Just basically, when you say like shit them on shit them crime, it's 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 not that all the time. I mean, no, it, it's no. there. It's just some loon shooting his wife or some some nut job at a you know at a at a convenience store uh, because somebody took too long for gas and it was an argument and one asshole takes out a gun and shoots him, um, and the other one takes out. A gun. You know what I mean? It this this does happen. Yes, um, and. You know they do have a point, so we have to we have to look at that too, uh, as being pro two A and say, yeah, there is this issue uh, of just having open uh, every loon in the world having the ability to carry a firearm. Of course, well, there has to be some vetting, right. obviously. Well, I don't Again, know. Was there vetting back in the? No, you know. I'm looking at the comments, and, and you know, uh, many of them are, are, you know, are yeah, of course, it's the Daily Co Daily Coast. So, um, 
they're it's all liberal right and they're and they're saying things like uh, you know the constitution was never put i wish i could go back in time and show the founders what has happened with all these that you could set up a bunch of targets and just one man could mow down 50 people they would they would never have written it the way they were and then the militia argument and everything else is being thrown in you know in this in this hodgepodge um, but it's the same old stories over and over again, and and there's ignorance on both sides. You know, back in the Founders' Day, I don't believe they were shooting each other in the streets. I don't believe there were children who had open access to firearms going in and shooting up a school. We We don't address... You've said this so many times over and over and over again. We don't address the real issue. The real issue is societal. It is us. It has absolutely nothing to do with the tool, with the gun, with the hammer, with the knife. It has nothing to do with it. It has to do with us and what a sick society we have become. 100%. Sodom and Gomorrah, baby. Yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah. But I'm telling you right now... Uh, what we were just talking about, uh, like restrictions, if you have mental health problems, if you have, you know, domestics, felonies or whatever, you, you, uh, violent felonies or whatever, you know, you, 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 you can't have a gun, obviously. So there are there is some processes. But again, Sandy, let's look at these 40 or so other states, 44 other states where pretty much anybody can get a gun as, as long as they don't have the criteria I just spoke about. And it, it's still it's not the Wild West. Almost every crime is committed by a criminal with an illegal gun. Yes. So yes. it's time to get this experiment off the road. These five or six, seven other states like us, we need to be able to protect ourselves. It's it's everything's falling to shit in this country. I want to be able to protect myself and my loved ones and friends and family members. You know, I, I want to be able to do it. I want the right to do that. I don't want the police to be the ones in the government to be the ones that have to do that. Absolutely. So, you know, and how, and, and the problem is, is that we're never going to address the real issues because all we do is just polarize going back and forth, talking about it's the gun's fault. It's a what, and, and then, Oh, that's a ridiculous argument. And then uh, the right hates the left and the left hates the right. And tribalism it's, just, it's, just, it's ridiculous because there there are more uh you know uh, progressive gun owners uh now i think than ever before oh and, without a doubt especially it, since covid hit yeah i have so many new customers yes, so yes, many new customers yes, that are yes. that are that are that are on the left but they have guns now and that's one of the reasons why my range is so welcoming and so inviting that we get tons and tons of people that way which i so. think is that you know we 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 jump around it all the time but i think that is the solution to everything i think you know you didn't create you didn't create uh the range uh for that purpose it became that purpose it it found that purpose mm -hmm. the, the society around found that purpose it came together and 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 there is this meeting place where everybody has something in common. They all come together, and, and all the stereotypes are broken down and, and destroyed. And yep. all the propaganda surrounding both sides is destroyed because now you're looking 
um, at one another as human beings, and you're interacting with those people. And I think that is what is needed. So much more of that. When when this political polarization happens, we we just we become zombies to it. I, you know, I I wish we could take what you're doing and replicate that throughout the country, because there would be the solution to the problem. And whether they knew it or not, they're getting training and and respect and everything else for the firearm that they're using at the same time. Yeah, I get it all the time. Come down to Georgia, an open place. I moved to Tennessee. All the ranges here are shit. I moved to Florida. All the ranges, I hear it all the time. The only thing I miss about New Jersey, Rene Otero, I moved to Ohio. The only thing I miss about New Jersey is gun for hire. Right. right. I hear it all the time. No, I know. How much time do we have left? We are well overdue for a break. Well, let's go. I got to pee. <laughs> and so do I, which says something about uh, our age and depends. Yes, depends. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. Are you still fighting crime the old-fashioned way? Now cut crime in half the time with a fast, easy money-saving solution. Introducing the Shipbaggerator. This year's all-new crime deterrence marvel from the makers of Gun for Hire Radio. The Ship Baggerator's compact design makes it quicker and easier to use than jail cells, parole boards, lethal injections, or those costly, outdated electric chairs. Just park your Ship Baggerator in the town square, open the lid, and drop the ship bag in. It's that simple. There's no wrong way to use it. Back and forth, side to side, round and round, ship bags go in and come out as a mound. Super sharp stainless steel blades that never need sharpening do all the work. Slice ship bags so thin they only have one side. Built strong to last, they slice through even the toughest ship bags. Murderers, rapists, child molesters, no problem. Just set it to high, and the ship baggerator's powerful patented motor will handle them three at a time. No muss, no fuss, no bogging down. Just pop the top. Drop them in and watch as the powerful counter-rotating blades pull any size ship bag through at two feet per second. Amazing. Cleanup is a breeze. Just rinse with a fire hose or run it through the car wash. There's even a pulse setting for serial offenders. Save up the worst and delight the crowds on the 4th of July. Who needs fireworks when you've got the ship baggerator? And it's portable, so you can take it anywhere. But wait, there's more. For a limited time, we'll send you four additional sets of special stainless steel blades that never need sharpening. So now you can chop, slice, dice, and cube. The ship baggerator and four specialty blades, all for the same low, low price. Unbelievable. So don't wait. Call and get yours today. The ship baggerator is available only at Gun For Hire Radio. Operators are standing by. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. And having uh, avoided uh, peeing our pants, we are back. He's back, Tony Simon. <laughs> he and is. The second is for everyone diversity shoot. Again, this, another another dude. Another this, one. Yep. 
this Wednesday, April 13th. If you go on diversityshoot.com or the second is for everyone and check it out, you need to register and buy a ticket. Tony Simon, unrelenting fighting for the Second Amendment rights. He's now doing the two-way shoots all over New Jersey and in Pennsylvania, Sandy. That's fantastic. Okay. It all started here. He approached me. I said, let's do it. And we did it. Uh, let's take care of some housekeeping. We also got a letter from some guy named a Penn Patriot or something. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Marty's V-Burger. Marty's V-Burger.com. 20% off. If you mention Gunfire, Gunfire Radio. Order it online. Pick it up at Freakin' Vegans in Prospect Park on Freakin' Fridays. If you're not a vegan person but you like desserts, Check out his vegan desserts. His cookies are unbelievably deadly. Uh, Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino is available on Amazon as well as here. The Gun Lawyer Podcast by Evan Knappen, exposing the truth about the laws designed to strip you of your freedoms. Uh, Quarantine Crawl, quarantinecrawl.com, 352A businesses, products, and services. Uh, My doctor, Optimal Health Wellness NJ, Dr. Joe Sambatero, Optimal Health Wellness NJ, Concierge Medicine like you've never seen it before. Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club, L-A-K-E-I-S.org. Tony Gallo is there. Got a new sponsor, Sandy. Chris and Sharon Decker, which are Gun for Hire alumni extraordinaire. They opened a place called Zen. Z-E-N, Float Center in Scotch Plains. Their website is zenfloatcenter.com. Sandy, you go there, and they have these flotation pools. Yeah. Where you, you know about these, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they by the hour or whatever, it's like oh, a spa nice. environment. And they're right in uh, Scotch Plains. Ask for Sharon. She's the owner. Chris is her husband. Chris and his son, they shoot the Glock Leagues. They shoot the 22 Fun League. And they're just great people, salt-of-the-earth people. So please check out zenfloatcenter.com and uh, tell them Gun for Hire sent you. So uh, here we go. Dearest Anthony and you too, Sandy. This is from John Petrolino. I am writing to inform you that the substack I write for is the second press not the Pen Patriot. The Pen Patriot is the brand I'm pushing all my work out under, trademark uh, pending. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Pen Patriot. The second press substack is owned by and the brain trust of Brian Langley, a content creator. I'm a paid writer for the second press. I'm working on getting some comp codes to the site for you. John, if you give me comp codes, I'm reading them off on the air, so you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> you know so you will, right? You've just, you've just been warned, yes. okay? Yeah. Uh, he goes, looking forward to seeing the latest touches on the range expansion. I know the original entrance is still open for use, Rice. I'll kill you. Uh, Mr. Calandro, tear down this wall. We want the studio open again. Tell, tell so, Sandy to get his arse back up there. I'm ready for my Gun Fire Radio debut. Please have a bowl of just green pe- peanut M&Ms ready for me in the studio, as well as a range of cigar. A range for cigar leaf tobacco to be tossed in front of me uh, as I walk <laughs> in for my grand entrance. He wrote, are there any calls to action coming up? Will there be buses to Trenton with snacks? <laughs> he goes, great episode, as always. If he's listening, tell Jim Howard I said what's up and the rest of my New Jersey bitches. Thank you, John. We love you. By the way, uh, Jess 
Bennett uh, and a, uh, had a baby and she's doing really well and she's always concerned about you for some reason Sandy and she's like tell Sandy uh, I said hello and it's nice to hear him laugh on the radio show etc etc thanks Tiz yes um, by the way uh, Jamie Rick wrote back again he goes Anthony since I am blessed with a short commute to work it takes me a few days to listen to your entire show I was just blown away to hear you read my email from last week in episode 567 thanks for the thrill of mentioning our club and event I will mention that while we will gladly entertain an appearance by a VIP, VIP guest like you I'm a VIP <laughs> Uh, we are otherwise hosting only our membership and their families. Oh, I invited myself, Sandy. You did? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was open. But but anyway, it's the Centennial Celebration uh, Somerset County Fish and Game Protective Association. Nice. These guys, this is this is really great. So I wish you a good venue. I don't know what we're donating, but whatever it is that you want, you got it, guys. Whatever you need, because we have to stick together. Uh, the Second Amendment Foundation by the way, and Defense Distributed had a victory in the Fifth uh, Circuit against New Jersey, by the way. Nice. Remember Gruel started the lawsuits against 3D printing and everything? Well, thanks to the ruling by the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals that returns claims against the New Jersey Attorney General, a district court order has wrongfully severed the case against the New Jersey Attorney General from a lawsuit filed by the plaintiffs and transferring it to federal court in New Jersey. Today's ruling in the Fifth Circuit directs the district court in Texas to request retransfer from its counterpart in New Jersey. This is a huge victory from us. So what's going to happen is it's going to move from a Jersey court to a Texas court. <laughs> I wish Gruel was still AG so yeah, he could. Just so um, he could yeah, we could yeah. watch him. Put his tail between his legs. So basically, the fifth ruling said, vacate the order dated April 19th that severed defense distributed its claim. Request the District of New Jersey to return the transfer case to the Western District of Texas. And after return, to reconsolidate defense distributed its case against the Attorney General back into the case still pending against the State Department. Alan Gottlieb from Second Amendment Foundation said, this case is dragged on for years. What today's ruling clearly demonstrates is that the attorneys general in, who violate our First and Second Amendment rights will be held to answer by the courts wherever the violations occur. New Jersey, the New Jersey AG wanted the case severed and transferred, he added, added, and now that will not happen. It's unfortunate that justice has been delayed so long. It's time to move forward. So thank you guys for the win. We appreciate it. Uh, continue fighting your asses off out there because uh, it's nice to get these small victories. But the calm before the storm, we are in mid-April right now, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about two weeks, six weeks, 10 weeks or so, we're going to be hearing from the Second Amendment case and uh, the Bruin case. And hopefully Thomas will be writing the majority brief, which I believe he will be. And it's going to be epic, to say the least. So I know we went over on the first segment. So let's talk about uh, what happened just now in the uh, American Nightmare Mall in uh, East Rutherford. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chapter 18 in my book is Civilian Response to an Active Shooter While Unarmed. Now, when I published the book, I got some crap from people because they were like, you should have done a chapter armed. But I wrote this book mainly for New York, New Jersey. And there's also, this book was written for high school, college-age kids, too. There could be kids that are not carrying a gun. Campus rules, right. high school. Right. Most high schools don't allow kids to carry a gun in high school, right? Last I checked. Right. So I wanted 
people to have ideas on how to protect themselves because the gun isn't the cure-all for everything. What if you were in a government building and an active right. shooter started where exactly. you weren't allowed to have a gun? Yeah, and which is usually where they happen. Correct. So, so let's talk about this. Uh, okay. If you walk into a big box store entrance of the mall, you should announce to your family, friends, and loved ones, if something happens or someone gets separated, we meet back here. Now, why is that important? What if you're on one side of the mall and your loved one is on the other side of the mall when an active shooter situation arrives? How will you know if they're safe? What if they are not able to get back to you to the rendezvous point? This is why it's nice to always enter a mall or sports venue with a fully charged cell phone. My laptop doesn't allow that. The first thing you should do if there's an active shooter is put your phone on vibrate. Because if you're going to hide somewhere, you do not want your sister texting you and revealing your location so the active shooter can come over and execute you. The next thing you should try to do is find cover if you cannot escape the mall. It's interesting because a lot of people don't know the difference between cover and concealment, which is why I've discussed this a few times throughout the book. Cover is something that should stop a bullet or protect you from uh, some type of firepower. Concealment is something that you can just cloak, that can just cloak you or disguise you, like hiding behind a lady's clothing kiosk in the middle of the mall. That would give you concealment, but not cover. (laughs) Imagine hiding behind some women's dresses and your phone goes off and you have a weird ringtone as the active shooter is walking by. He'll know your location, putting yourself or your family in harm's way. This is why you keep your phone on silent in such situations. Also, when in any public place, airport, mall, sports venue, think about where you sit. Take a note of where the emergency exits are. Take note of what your escape avenue would be. Take note of what you would bring with you. And I've talked about this uncomfortable notion with people before. If my ex-father-in-law was with us in his wheelchair with my two stepsons, I probably would have to leave my ex-father-in-law behind for the safety of the kids and for speed of escape. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, you have to think that way, right? Yeah. If you look at any videos from an active shooter situation, like the one that happened in 2013 at LAX airport, you'll notice that people were running in herds and were looking back to see where the noise and shooting were coming from. Sandy, I can't stress this enough. This is a huge no-no. Whether you're in a mall, airport, or any other environment, there's no need to look back. Look forward towards your exit or safe area and keep running in that direction. Every time you turn back, you slow down and increase your chances of tripping, falling, or hurtling over someone in front of you. When you are running away, you are running towards something. Safety. Not looking back. Have a plan. You're going to put yourself or your family in harm's way. Do not look back. There's nothing back there for you. Safety is forward. I can't stress this enough. We've all seen masses running, and then you'll get trampled on. Your phone will get knocked from your hand. Your glasses will get knocked from your face. Keep your eyes focused in a safe direction and do not look back. Okay, we have an active shooter in the mall. You run for cover in a retail store. There are other employees in the retail store. If there's a back exit into the mall, someone should take charge, and you should all tail it out of the exit to get to safety. Hide behind cars in the parking lot. Go as far out to the outer perimeter of the location as you possibly can. We don't know if this is a real terror threat or if this is a renegade active shooter. We don't even know if somebody opened an emergency door like Costco a few weeks ago, right? Right. right. All we know is that we hear popping sounds and people are running for safety. 
If we're in a retail store and we try to escape out the back door, that might not always be feasible. Many of these stores you cannot escape. There is no back door, no exit door. So now it's time to barricade yourself in, close the door, lock the door, pile things up in front of the door, do whatever you can possibly to do to put cover between you and the active shooter. At this point, all lights should be turned off if possible. In some of these stores, the lights are on timer, so you can't do it. You should hit the deck low to try to make yourself and your family as small a target as possible and just sit and wait it out. With your phone on silent, you can check for any news alerts or text alerts, right? In another situation, you're with your wife and she drags you into one of those candle stores. I hate those. (laughs) An active shooter situation occurs. The shooter is walking down the center aisle of the mall and you hit the deck on the ground behind a candle display. Again, your cell phone should be turned to silent and you should remain quiet behind the display. Hopefully, if there is an active shooter, he doesn't spot you and come forward towards you. If you see people running and you maintain this defensive position, Just like being barricaded in the retail store, it is very important that you and your family know how to act when the police come to the scene. This is real important. The first police that are going to respond to an active shooter situation are uniformed police who have been trained to head in the direction of the shooter and try to neutralize the shooter or shooters as soon as possible. Years ago, they would wait outside until the SWAT team got there. The protocols now is they go right in and they head right towards where the sounds are. Okay, Uh, they used to wait the perimeter. It doesn't happen. Now, the first officers you might see are uniform, or they could be um, ununiform. They could be in plain clothes. Every situation is different. Again, I would still maintain that position either in a store or hiding behind a candle display. After that, the SWAT team will be called in, and they will come in, and they will run through the store, usually in a diamond pattern, sweeping room to room. It is at this point where when the police arrive, whether you're hiding behind a barricaded door or lying on the floor behind some candles, you should follow these valuable tips. The first tip is to remain silent with your hands visible and wait for the police to give you direction. Do not talk, yell, or scream because then you might give away the police location to the active shooter if they're in hiding. Wait for the police to approach you. When they search you, they will treat you roughly like a criminal. They don't know if you're the good guy or the bad guy. You must follow their commands. Normally, if they're clearing a mall or sports venue, the path is clear behind them, and they will have people set up to send you to be searched, ID'd, and put in a holding area until they can sort the entire situation out. When the SWAT team arrives, this is a great time to give the police any valuable intel you may have witnessed. How many attackers there were, what were they wearing, what direction they were going in already, if you saw that. The scenarios I've discussed are talking about you and your loved ones. There are so many other scenarios that need to be addressed if you're dealing with the elderly, the infirm, or handicapped. What if you have four kids with you? That's when you pick the favorite ones and run with them, right, Sandy? Yeah, right. You and you, this way. You too. Wait here. <laughs> you wait. <laughs> and yell when I tell you. <clears throat> yeah. Like, what if you have two kids and you have your neighbor's two kids? Mm, this could be a serious problem. How are you going to keep them all quiet? Younger children will not realize the severity of the situation and will get fidgety, make noise, and say, we're hungry, or when are we leaving? Or when I was a kid, when are we eating? <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. This is why parents need to have a good grasp on their children and prepare them for every situation. Sometimes it's not always best to be your children's friend. Sometimes it's better to be your child's parent. Listen up. Uh, When I go off into the world, I always carry a folding pocket knife, a small tactical flashlight, and an assortment of other goodies like a tactical pen, etc., etc. 
But imagine being trapped in an active shooter situation at a mall or sports venue, and you have these small tools at your disposal. A flashlight is especially important if the lights are shot out or purposely turned off. It's not a bad thing to have a couple of defensive tools. Visualize being in a mall and the active shooter is coming through your barricade at the retail store and you're able to momentarily blind him with a minimum of 120 lumen flashlight. That might just give you the upper hand, maybe to take the gun away from that person. As discussed previously, something to remember is that your cell phone should always be charged. I would hate to be hunkered down and barricaded in a retail store with only one bar left on my battery. Imagine. All right, you might be trapped there for six, seven, eight hours. Who knows? Uh, Go back to that defensive mindset and protect your most valuable assets, you and your family. Every opportunity you get uh, to run through a training exercise with yourself and your loved ones is a public situation uh, to one more lesson learned. These should be burned into you and your loved one's brain should the shit hit the fan. It is very important to be aware of all your surroundings. It is very important to know what a safe direction may or may not be. Remember, your belongings are not important. Drop those bags. Run. If there is a real shooter, drop those bags. Okay? Might have to have an external rendezvous point where we meet at the car or behind the car. Every school and campus should have a comprehensive plan for an active shooter situation today. For the most part, the plan should be strictly adhered to. I'm just offering a few more tips here for an added level of safety. If you are a parent, it is on you to make sure you're you're fully aware of your school's plans for an active shooter. You also have the right to question the policies. As discussed earlier in this chapter, the same rules apply with silencing your cell phone, finding cover, or concealment. One of the biggest obstacles with training like this is trying to get your family and loved ones to understand the importance and severity. Since you're reading this book, you have that mindset. We talk about this all the time, but how many people running in the American Nightmare Mall the other day uh, were wishing they had some kind of training? Maybe wishing my phone was fully charged. You know, it was hours. They closed the turnpike and everything down, Sandy. It was hours before they got everybody out of the mall. Imagine being trapped in there with a dead phone, no line of communication. Me, I got my flashlight, I got a knife, I got a tactical pen. You know, I got I got stuff working for me. I feel good. The only thing I'm lacking is I should be carrying a couple Snickers bars or something. Yeah, right. Right? Always good. Because otherwise I'm going to get hangry and I'm going to get up and then they're going to find me in the, in the mall. I'm going to be in the food court. <laughs> Imagine the whole mall. Everybody's hidden and I'm all by myself outside Cinnabon sitting in a chair. <laughs> SWAT team comes in. I'm like, hold on, one more bite. <laughs> oh, uh, oh my God! So that's what I want to, uh, I want to push to all of you. It's very important. Please get my book, read my book. Make sure your kids read the book. Please, please. Tony Simon will be here. The second is for everyone on 424. Atenzia Kali Pen Class uh, CPR First Aid AD and Hemorrhage Control May 4th. Urban Pistol 1, 2, 3, and 4 is all here. Instructor classes with Chuck and Luann start in May. Become an NRA instructor. April 15th and 16th, Tony will be running our Urban Rifle class, the Long Range Rifle class, out up at Tommy Gun in Pennsylvania. Shoot out to 1,000 yards, guys. Sandy, I'm done. What you want to talk about? Another watch. Well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a counterfeit media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. 
On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, which he just said you should go buy, so just do it now. Bitches? Bitches! We, we, we love you guys. Uh, God willing, Jesus tarries in the batteries hold out. We will see you again next week. From sea to the shine.